Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we've got another Gun Gripe episode for you. Uh, Chad is normally my co-host with Gun Gripes, but in this particular case, we've got a very special guest, John <laughs> from the Gun Collective. Hi everybody, I kicked Chad out. Okay, just for, just for this video. <laughs> Alright, so he's joined us here. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the extreme changes that have occurred to U.S. gun culture. And this yeah. is something that I feel is a pretty dang good subject, especially to bring John in on, because with his news segment that he gives, he usually goes into a lot of these uh, types of subjects and everything like that, and he'll discuss things like this from time to time. So I think this is very pertinent uh, to bring a guy like him in for uh, gun culture. So I think that what we can really see here is over the last 30, 40 years, 50 years, in that kind of time frame, there's been a very big kind of uh, change in the way that gun culture... Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. gun Massive. culture in general has really made some leaps and bounds and everything. I mean, we were just discussing it earlier. I mean, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have seen a discipline like three-gun. Never. Okay, I've got this three-gun belt out here. You can see it's set up, for, set up to go fast. We've got Turan Tactical mag plates on these... Uh, M&P mags here. We got an M&P with a red dot on it. I mean, th this type of belt here is designed to go fast, to cut time, and to sharpen your skills as a gun handler, right? Three gun is probably one of the most exciting and popular shooting disciplines on the face of the earth. Well, at least in the U.S. right now. Sure, sure. Right? Well, why would that be, though? You know, I, I think a lot of people once they they got into firearms and and we've obviously the trend is this huge rise in people buying guns we we talked about that before but i think now what's happening is people are going oh well, i can have fun with that oh yeah. yeah let me definitely have some fun with that and go out and compete you know look at how many people play intramural sports i mean that this is the intramural sports of gun culture i agree you know what i mean like that's that's what it's all about and you know, IDPA, USPSA, all of those types of things. Three gun, they're all a lot of fun. They really are. They you know, are whether fun. you do well or not, it's fun. They are fun, but I think the giant crux of the argument that can be taken there is that it sharpens your skills. And right now, where U.S. gun gun culture is at is a culture of self defense, of self preservation, oh, yeah. of personal defense. Uh, of being willing to protect yourself, protect your community, protect the people around you. And what ways do you sharpen those skills? By running around and drawing your gun, reloading, shooting from around barriers, you know, working on time, try to beat times of other folks to compete with firearms in an environment that will sharpen your skills and make you ultimately harder to kill. Sure, and speaking we specifically... We have a self-defense culture you know, right now. And when it comes to three gun, I think uh, I think the honing of the skills is almost a secondary thing sometimes. You know, guys don't even realize that they're out there, they're having a good time, but they don't realize that they're improving and getting better at the gun handling and things like that. And I, I think that's pretty neat. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we were talking a little bit earlier and I, I want to kind of rehash this a little bit briefly, what you and I talked about. Like right here, this is a Mauser broom handle. So Let's talk about U.S. Uh, gun culture for a little bit, okay? Oh, oh, oh. The, these things are stupid collectible right now. And They're so cool. They're it cool. really is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. But, all right, you want to talk about U.S. gun culture coming full circle, all right? Think about this for a second. This gun is about 120 years old. It's one of the oldest, uh, you know, self-loading uh, military pistols ever. Now, there might have been some experimental ones before, but this is the first commercially and militarily viable 
self-loading military pistol ever. And up until like the early to mid-30s, it was the most powerful military sidearm in the world. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that until you mentioned it. Right. Okay, so, you know, 30 Mauser bottleneck cartridge, kind of a next level thing, right? But this was the apex of military technology for someone wanting a sidearm at the turn of the century. And if you have one of these, you had the most powerful and advanced pistol handgun, let's just say handgun, sure. at the time. Well, how does that go full, full turn and full circle in terms of gun culture? Well, because you see that this is outfitted with a shoulder stock. Hmm. Oh, well, that's an NFA item, right? Well, if I wanted to put a shoulder stock on this Sphinx STP, right? Well, not that there'd really be a way to mount one, but let's say I wanted to put a shoulder stock on a modern handgun, right? I would have to fill out a form and register it just to put a stupid stock on the dang thing. But how can it go more full circle than, all right, they made a military pistol that can accept the shoulder stock. Which is brilliant. And at one point was the most advanced military pistol in the world. Then what happened? Time took over. Yep. And these things just fell into obscurity. And then no one cared anymore. Well, then now it's 120 years later and, oh, wow, these things are cool. And the NFA... They go, oh, well, this is not an NFA item because it's 120 years old, it's a curio, it's a historical piece, so this is exempt from you having to register a 120-year-old broom handle pistol in order to put a shoulder stock on it. i got to be honest, just because that's exempt, I now want one even more. Right, but the point is, that is an example of gun culture coming full circle. Why should it be unlawful or why should it require some permission stamp to put a shoulder stock on a handgun that's a modern handgun like a Glock, when, at the, when this gun was made, it was the most advanced military gun in the world. So yeah. that's an example of gun culture coming full circle. Sure. It, it shows you how pointless some of these laws really are. Uh, gun laws, the NFA in general, is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. And a lot of people don't realize this. The NFA is actually part of the U.S. tax code. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but um, I, I think a lot of the laws that are contained within that, you know, modern gun regulation is all, you know, based on ridiculous fear of something that hasn't happened or has only happened maybe once or twice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's make everybody be punished for it, you know. Well, the point I'm making is, all right, say I form a Glock 19 and put a shoulder stock on it. A hundred years from now, if the laws are drastically different... Is there going to be some other version of me making another futuristic crazy video 100 years from now saying, <laughs> yeah, you used to have to form these things, but we, we ended up realizing how dumb it was to have something like this on some form of registry when it's so common. I can only hope that that's how it comes but, back But, I around. mean, that's an example of how that gun culture can really go full circle, and that's why I felt that was a really good example for that. Now, you look at ARs and stuff, you <clears> know, <throat> 30 or 40 years ago, well wasn't, I guess, really many ARs. Then, <laughs> but let's just say black rifles, okay? Sure. Whether it's an AR, whether it's some form of like FAL or AK or whatever, let's just say, you know, these types of guns. This, this firearm, the AR, has come full circle. And in gun culture and in our culture as, as gun people in the U.S., this is an incredibly common use, common gun. As it should be. Yeah. I think these have come to a, a point which... Nobody really expected, even 10 years ago. You know, you look back at, at 10 years and it, the uh, assault weapons ban had just sunset mm -hmm. and the culture was just starting to grow. And now it's, it's massively popular. It's, it's incredible, really. I mean, you talk to any gun guy that has 
an AR, and nine times out of ten, he's got more than one. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I can't even count how many I have at this point, you know. Uh, I think watching people kind of move and shift into what's popular and what's not and why it's popular, what's cool, and, and everything is just swelling and growing. Yep. And now what's even more interesting is the younger guys that have come out of video game culture, myself included. You know, I used to game all the time. Sure. And, you know, now that I'm like, oh, I remember that gun from Call of Duty or Battlefield or whatever it was, now I can own that gun. Whether it's an NFA item or whatever, I can I can get something like it. And I think that kind of adds to the culture and it gives the entirety of it um, just more flair and more flavor from different angles. You know, it's no longer just one type of guy that owns a gun. Yeah, yeah. It's not that's not the case anymore. I we've agree. got we've got young females, we've got, you know, moms, grandmas, uncles, whatever, people that would have never, ever bought guns. Yeah. Now they're like Yes, I'm into that. That's a lot of fun. I really like it. I also love the ability and and rights that I have as a United States citizen to defend myself. Yeah, or you know, a kid turns 19 and he loves playing video games, and the mom's like, "Wow, I want that gun," and he goes and buys it. He buys a Scar, or he buys a, sure. a Scorpion, or, or whatever kind of crazy, or a freaking Barrett, or whatever he wants. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think that that area of the gun culture is very well represented right now. I think that we're seeing that gun, firearms ownership is more common now than it was 30 years ago in terms of, and that's saying a lot because yeah. we've always had a strong gun culture in the U.S., but the point of this video is to drive home just how common a lot of guns really are in the hands of average people. So, you know, um, let's just say the left or, or anti-gun people, you know, that leftist mentality, that anti-gun mentality, they always want to play it out like, oh, well, people with guns are out for trouble or they're going to be criminals. Hmm. Oh, and if you're a gun owner, you're a criminal, you just don't know it yet. And they yeah. want to assume that this gun's going to jump off the table and go shoot somebody when that's just not the case. If that were the case, if I were so adamant about being pro-gun, then why don't all the pro-gun people just take all their guns and go shoot all the not, all the and all the anti-gun people because oh well they're not armed so we can just take advantage of them and just just deal with them right so hmm. because they won't own guns we we'll just deal with it so why is that even a thing like them not respecting my right to be a firearms owner they feel like oh well well we're criminals we're bad just because we own guns but the statistics just don't lie the statistics right. prove that the more guns there are and the more well-armed people are, the safer your society is. You know, I did a, a video not that long ago called Your Feelings Don't Matter. And I, I, I kind of explained that a lot of people base their opinion on firearms out of fear. You know, they, they say that I'm afraid that that thing is going to cause someone or that thing is going to hurt me in some way. That's right. And I think a lot of people mistake the fact that, you know, that other person that you're afraid of having a gun has a vehicle. They drive around and that thing has more chance of hurting you in some way yeah. than this firearm does, than any of these. Do. And guess what? That vehicle also has a means to transport them and their guns anywhere they dang well please. So, I mean, it's just one of those areas. So the point is, I think that with gun culture and where it's really going and what it's done and what it's going to do, I think that a lot of folks are realizing that self-defense self mentality is a big part Choose. of this gun culture. Where gun culture sits right now, October 5th, <clears throat> 2016, is that folks want to be protected. They want to protect their families. They want to protect their communities. They, wanna, they don't want anybody telling them what they can and can't have. 
and justifiably so. Sure. They, nobody should be able to tell somebody what they can and can't have, what they should or shouldn't do, how they should or shouldn't treat their bodies, or what they should or should not put in their bodies. Nobody sure. has a right to tell anybody that. And I believe that part of that vein, part of that, that area, is that people just want to be able to protect themselves and feel safe and to not rely on anyone else. And I believe that the gun culture really... Uh, embodies that right now. That's sure. really what we're seeing. It's almost a renaissance of independence, and it's wonderful. You know, and at the same time, the the other side, the people that are against it, are are almost trying to force people through laws, regulations, whatever annoyance. Um, there, there's this culture, the opposite side of. I live a certain way. I believe a certain thing. You should also believe that way. Whereas most firearms owners are like, "Oh, you believe in something else? Cool, do your thing. Uh, we can get Just together leave and me shoot. Alone. We can go right. to the range together. We don't have to believe in the same thing. We don't have to, you know, think that guns are evil or whatever. Yeah. We don't have to do that. But we don't force that on other people. I, I never understood why the anti-gun movement thinks that we all have to live their way. I think that's a really interesting thing, and it's a really harsh divide in our in the United States right now. I think it's a very ignorant thing for them to embrace as well, because I mean, you'll never see an, a a pro gun person say, "Oh, well, because you're anti gun, you're a scumbag," or whatever. Now, some people might, but I I <laughs> I, I I respect their right not own a gun. If they don't want to own a gun, fine. Sure. Just don't tell me I can't own one. Right. You have no place to be telling anybody. You have no place to be making demands to anybody. Right. <laughs> Especially if you're not a gun owner. I mean, you know, oh, well, if you'll just please give me your gun, turn it over. No, I don't think nope. so. Nope. A guy without happen. a gun ain't going to tell a guy with a gun to do anything. And in that same vein, even then, I, I don't suspect that confiscation will happen on mass scale because that would be a very, very bad idea in the United States. And even then, police won't enforce it. Yeah. They've said they won't. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, it contrary to what like the media might put out there or what people might think about when they see things that get reported in mainstream media and everything like that, gun culture is here to stay. And there are more pro-gun people out there than anti-gun people by a long shot. There are millions and millions of guns in private hands in the United States. And uh, when you start talking about uh, common use, you know, firearms that are in common use, you always hear that term common use thrown around. You look at guys like Palmetto State Armory, and they are just stacking ARs out the door as quick oh as they God, can yeah. possibly make them. But think about it. You know, they're putting guns in the hands of folks. They are, they are charging they're getting by with the least amount of money they can possibly make on the guns, and they are trying to get firearms in the hands of people that need to have them. They're trying to arm the populace, and they're trying to make sure that the AR is indeed a common-use rifle so that the Supreme Court or, or whoever is responsible for, for determining that can't say, oh, well, that's not a... You know, we have to regulate these ARs closer because it's not a common-use firearm. Oh, excuse me. No, no. There's millions of them. Right. And then the the, the the you know way they dictate common use is oh what if there's hundred thousand of them, hundred thousand. Oh okay, yeah, that's that cute. All? Yeah, nice try. Try again. Yeah. Try yeah. like several million. Oh easy. So to easy. say that the AR-15 is not in common use is just completely a lie. Well, even then, even then, why should a firearm have to be common use to be okay to own? Why can't you own something kind of rare and, and be allowed to have that? What, why, I don't understand that, that culture 
that gets created around, oh, well, you know, that that's not something that's super common, so you're not yeah. allowed. Well, like, or it what? Looks, or it looks scary, and we're not okay yeah, with yeah. you having it and everything yeah, like because, that. Like cosmetic features. You, you know? know, because race cars, you know, on the street, it, there are people that do up their cars like race cars. That's that's okay. They so, look fast, so obviously right, they are, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. And I... I Man, it, it is one of the most frustrating things to have to deal with as a firearms owner because a lot of people just immediately write you off as, as some kind of crazy person. And all we are is people that enjoy our freedoms and want the same rights for everybody. I think I that's the really interesting thing is that we, as a culture, want everybody to have the same rights. If you want to go out and, and love some somebody of the same sex or whatever. I personally, I don't know what your feelings are, but I believe that you can go out and you can do whatever you want. That's your deal, right? I think as long as that's not getting shoved down my throat, sure, I don't care. Yeah. And I'm not going to have, you, I'm not going to force you to be armed, so why force me to live a certain way? I agree. I think the general consensus with American gun culture is, you know, we want to protect our families, protect our friends, those around us, our communities. We want to live free. We want to be independent. We want to be able to, you know, hunt, do what we want, shoot, have fun. We're not going to tell you what to do, but don't tell us what to do. Right. Okay? It's, it's only Everybody fair. can live the way they want. Uh, I think that that general idea is kind of what is in a lot of the minds of gun owners. And to, in my mind, what really embraces, um, you know, firearms culture in the U.S., I believe, is that basic, that if you had to call it a mission statement. Sure. That's the mission statement of the average gun owner. Don't freedom. mess with mine. I, I won't mess with yours. I'll protect you at all costs. You'll protect me. And we'll all live together and everybody will act civilly and everything will be just fine. Personal responsibility Personal is a wonderful responsibility. thing. Personal responsibility. I think that's the big thing that is, is really taking over in gun culture right now. Oh, yeah. Everyone feels that they need to be personally responsible for them and those around them and to train themselves because they know that the police aren't going to be there when they need them. Not that they don't want to be. But sure, let's sure. face it, they, they can't always be... Oftentimes they physically can't get there right. to do something. You know? So I think that's a good uh, talking point. Is there something we left out of the whole, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say argument, because in my mind there's really well, nothing to argue. But is there anything in the discussion that we might have left out? Leave it in the comments section below. Maybe we'll, re um, you know, John and I both will get on there and respond to some of your comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for watching today's video. Of course. I think that these points are well taken. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it's pretty cut and dry there. But uh, what do you think about U.S. gun culture? Are you a European who thinks that we're a bunch of crazies and you just don't understand what the appeal is? <laughs> or are you a person who's like, yeah, America, and you got a beer open and a, an American flag and a, you know, <laughs> eagles on your shoulders sitting there going, yeah. You know, are, 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 are you that guy? Okay, so, so let me know where you fall into that spectrum, how, how far down each rabbit hole you go, and, and we'll... We'll honor your comment and, and see if we can come to a agreement or disagree or agree to disagree. Sure. And uh, see where we wind up, okay? Yeah. So thanks for watching. And, John, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me again, brother. It's always a good time. Absolutely. Guys, please go check out The Gun Collective, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Full30, Snapchat, all over the place. The Gun Collective. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you check them out, guys. Many more videos on the way. Tons of things. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. We'll catch you next time.